It's time for a pause in your day. Welcome to a podcast where we press the pause button on our busy lives for a few moments, and we focus on God's Word with Sharon and Nicole. We pray this is a time of refreshing for you. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 117, God-Pleasing Advice. We're going to get practical today. Paul is full of great advice on how to live wisely in troubled times. But before we get to Paul's advice to the Thessalonians, let's talk about advice in general. Not all advice is helpful. Sharon, have you ever been given bad advice? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes... Just looking at the cover of a women's magazine is hysterically funny because on the same cover you'll hear how to make the decadent chocolate cake with, you know, (laughs) 10,000 calories in one bite. And then the next article will say, are you feeling like you're eating too many sweets? (laughs) And you're like, okay, so in some magazines, they're like, what kind of advice do you feel like today? Do right. You, do you feel indulgent? We'll advise you on how to eat rich chocolate. Right. Do you feel um, stringent? Let us help you diet. So, <laughs> Any um, advice you want, just pick yes, it. Pick yes, it from the just covers. choose your advice and turn to the right page. That's so, But more seriously, when I was first married to Ray, we, we had the I guess, normal adjustment to being married. And I was not doing well with Ray. I was quite unhappy with him. (laughs) Poor baby. (laughs) He worked tons of hours. He's Mm -hmm. in the military. It's not like he could come home until his guy, what do you call it, the colonel could release him. But in my opinion, if he says he's coming home at five, he should be home at five, right? <laughs> so I found a million little things to be sad about. Mm. Plus, as you know, Ray is an, a truth teller, and it took me a while to get used to him telling me truth. Like, right. would you like to walk? No. You know, his just right. very blunt answers. So anyways, I really like him now, so it's all good. I'm so but, glad. <laughs> <laughs> back in the early days, it was really hard, and I had mm. two good friends who will remain unnamed, One friend was kind of a man hater, you know? She just didn't like men, and she did not like Ray. And she was giving me the advice, literally, at one year of marriage, you need to divorce him. Oh, wow. No kidding. Like, you deserve better than this. I can't believe he treats you this way. And, Mm. you know, just picking up on every negative thing I said and and expanding it into something it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then I had this quiet other friend, so gentle, and she'd say, well, why do you think he did that, Sharon? And I'm like... How dare you make me think of race perspective? I don't want to think about why. It hurt. (laughs) Exactly. Or what do you think the Lord would have you do? Oh. I know. That's the question. (laughs) Yes. Had I listened to the first one, Mm. I would not be married to my bestest best friend who makes me happy just about every day now. Oh. So I'm so thankful I listened to the quiet, annoying one yeah. who would not back me up with my whininess, mm. but forced me to see my husband's side. 
So that's that's my story. That was my bad advice. How about you? Uh, Same bad marriage advice. It it feels like marriage and raising kids, people always have lots of advice to offer, whether you want it or not. And (laughs) sometimes you're like, where did this come from? But we were married fairly young, um, not terribly, but pretty young. And everyone at my work, my patients and even some of my coworkers were like, wow, you're so young. Well, it's okay. Your first marriage is for practice. Second marriage is for money. Third marriage, that one's for love. And I just stared at them like, I don't want three marriages. No. <laughs> I just want this one. <laughs> like, I'm going to skip to three and just say this one's for love and we'll just do our there best. There you go. <laughs> Josh can be one, two, three, all in one yes. person. <laughs> but I couldn't believe that. They were just like, oh, it's fine. It's just practice. I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I think that. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. And then I got some pretty bizarre parenting advice too. Um, my firstborn was awake during the day. And I'm sorry, she would sleep for most of the day. Um, uh-huh. and be awake all throughout the night. And I was oh, exhausted. No. Exhausted. And I don't remember if someone told me this or if I read it online, but you were supposed to like flip your baby upside down to reverse their 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 day and night. I helped flip them up and put them back where they were supposed to be. And I'm like, what? Even sleep deprived. That did not seem wise <laughs> to somersault my two-week-old baby. <laughs> that is hysterical. You just never know. You all know. advice is not good. No, and where it comes from, and I sometimes it's well-intentioned and sometimes it's not. It right. comes from a place of either bitterness or bad experience. Yes. you got to be careful with advice. We absolutely do. I so agree. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, we'll turn from bad advice to guaranteed good advice. That sounds great. (laughs) I know. Whenever we read God's words in the Bible, we're safe, Nicole. Mm. We can trust him. (laughs) These readings are always my favorite part because we can't mess up when we're reading God's word. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Our words are fallible, but God's are not. Mm. These are our sweet seal of moments. I love it. So start us off. Let's go to the good advice. All right, so we're going to be reading good advice from 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 12 today, and I'm going to start with verse 1. Okay. So finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God, as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God's do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God, who gives Mm -hmm. his Holy Spirit to you. But we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. Then people who are not believers will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others. Hmm. This is wild. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's examine each verse one at a time. (laughs) And Nicole, you're up first. All right, so verse one again is, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God, as we have taught you. 
You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. So I I appreciate how, first off, Paul is urging from a good place, the place to please God. So he says, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I urge you to live this way so that it pleases God. It won't please the people around you. It doesn't show off anything. And it doesn't give glory to Paul. Like, hey, my little, my cute little Christian church oh, is doing good. good you know, <laughs> do it for Paul. Right? He doesn't say that, does he? Right? He says, I like that to please God. So I love that. And then at the end, he says, "You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more." So I like that he's recognizing that they've already done well. Yes. And I think as a mom, when I tell my kids if I kind of blanket like hey you guys have been really bad about taking care of your dishes one always pipes up but I put mine away yesterday and Thursday (laughs) and they're so disappointed we don't see any of those little good things so Paul saw hey you live this way already and we encourage you to do so even more I love that because that's positive and you're right it doesn't negate the effort that has been there right even if it's not the best effort we're still I see that you're trying so I thought that was good of him to do oh I think that's good advice for me yeah Yeah. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Okay, verse two. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Well, the word remember stood out to me, first of all. Um, We need to be in the Bible a lot so we remember. Yeah. I forget. I forget that I'm supposed to pray blessing on my enemies conveniently, (laughs) right? But there are things that I need to remember. I need to remember that I'm supposed to be slow to take offense, that I'm actually Mm -hmm. supposed to prefer others ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't we don't remember unless we're reminded. So it just, yeah. it pulled me back to the word that what, remember what we taught you and I need to remember what Paul taught them yeah. and what the Bible says about it. No, oh, that's good. And then he says, by the authority of the Lord Jesus. So um, Jesus's authority is behind this. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things I was saying that were hard just a minute ago from the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. The Sermon on the Mount is actually really hard stuff. So much of it. Blessed are you when you're persecuted. Be happy when people are mean to you. You know, it's so funny. Living the Christian life is easier if you avoid it, actually. But but, um, but it's not right and it's not good. So by the authority of Jesus, we Mm. need to obey the words he says, even the hard words, especially the hard words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So verse three says, God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. So I think he points this one out specifically because sexual sin can be so consuming. It can. And I feel like it takes a lot of other sins in order to pull it off. Mm -hmm. Whether it's an affair, you have to be coveting or envying, um, lying. If you're, Mm. you know, Mm any time you have, if it's a sexual sin, it's outside the context of what God intended Uh in um, in a marriage so anytime you do that outside of it, I think there's going to be a lot of other sins to get there. And the consequences for that one is so high. Yes, it is. So much higher than mm-hmm. many of the other mm-hmm. ones. So, And you're also messing with the possibility of creating a life. Yes. <laughs> and that's, I don't yes. think God takes that lightly either. Because no. then no. it opens up a whole new mess that you have to decide. And mm-hmm. that life could be in jeopardy. So I think he's bringing that one up because um, that can be a really bad one. And I think... 
the culture of that time, which is the next verse. I'll wait for <laughs> My, the next verse elaborates more on it. <laughs> you'll segue to me. It's yeah. funny how it seems like all cultures struggle with sexual sin. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? It's, it's a strong drive in us and it's yes. good within marriage and it can necessary re- for life, but <laughs> and there is that part of it too. Yes. But it can wreak havoc as yes. well. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said that really, really well. I hadn't oh, thought thanks. of the fact that sexual sin also means you've committed other sins. Mm, it's not It's not usually a standalone thing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, well done, Nicole. Mm. <laughs> okay, so moving on to verse four, then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Mm. So, you know, it's interesting. We are called to control our bodies. And mm-hmm. for a long, long time, I let um, my body control me when it came to food. Mm-hmm. I, I ate for comfort. I ate for pleasure. If one piece of chocolate cake tasted good, two might taste better, <laughs> yeah. right? And uh, I ate without even thinking about eating. Mm. And it took a long time and a lot of gaining of weight for me to wake up and realize, whoa, mm. I don't think I'm in control of my body here. I think my body's controlling me. Yeah. And the Bible's pretty clear. We are, we are to control our bodies. Mm-hmm. We are to take... Um, our um, ability through the Holy Spirit to say no to them. That's why God asks for fasting sometimes so that we just don't allow cravings to become addictions, Mm, right? Yeah, no, Because they can so easily. Um, So real important that we do that in many areas, but in this case, he's talking about in sexual sin, we Mm. can control our bodies. We can, yes. (laughs) We we like to think I couldn't help it, but... Mm -hmm. We actually can. Um, And to live in holiness and honor. I love that because in holiness and honor, there's no shame. Mm. Holiness is purity. It's a set apartness. It's a wonderful goal. Are we all holy all the time? Oh, that would be no. (laughs) It's a big no there. Yeah, Yeah. big no. But when we are, it feels so nice and free. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we have confession of sin. Yes. (laughs) But but that state of holiness, which we can achieve whenever we ask forgiveness and God Mm. washes us clean, there we are again, holy, washes away the shame. So if we control our bodies, Mm -hmm. we don't let them pull us in directions we should not go. There won't be shame. There'll be holiness mm. and oh, honor. So yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a good thing. You don't want to think of it just negatively. Right. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. I yeah. forget sometimes, like our body, our, our actual physical body is the flesh that we wrestle against. You know, like our spirit is new, yes. but yes. our body still is used to wanting to do bad things with like yeah. kind of like no body. You don't need that cake. Exactly. You don't need that sexual sin. Exactly. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is a battle. It is for sure. We'll fight it to the day yes. we die. We will. So, verse 5, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. So, same thing. So, in this culture at the time, I believe the way they worshipped in the temples was with prostitutes Mm -hmm. and other terrible manners Mm -hmm. of sexual sin. So, that was very common and accepted at that time. So, around them, the worship services that were being held were completely opposite (laughs) of what God called them to do. Yes. So I think that's why another reason why Paul might have pointed that one out. Like, this is uh-huh. not how you're supposed to worship. No. The no. pagans do not know God. They do not know his ways. And even that was said with some some grace. Like, it they was. don't know. And like, oh, those terrible, disgusting heathens. They don't know God. 
They don't know his ways. You are called to live apart to show them the difference. Yes. But it was just such a beautiful way it to talk about gentle, something it? really heavy and, and ugly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot going on at that time for those new believers. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I love that thought too, that um, God does not want women, because usually, or, or little boys or what, whatever yes. they were doing in the temple with people, yes. he doesn't want them violated. No. Our God wants to protect mm. people from being marketed. Oh, sure. And I just about guarantee you that the temple prostitutes were not like all jazzed about their job. Right, right. right. A yeah. lot of them were probably forced into it. And I just love that our God values mm. every human. Oh, so good. Oh. All right, verse six. Never... So now, never is a strong word here. Yeah. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife. Mm. The Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you before. So sad when sexual sin is within the church. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, Paul wrote to the Corinthians about a sexual sin in their church. I don't know if he was thinking of that or... I almost feel like he'd seen it somewhere because he's so firm. Why would you do this? Why would you take a fellow believer's wife and violate her in that Mm -hmm. way? You know, don't do this. God is angry when you do this. He's, God is a loving, merciful God, but God does not like to see people abused. No, He no. absolutely does not. So we have to be in guard, on, in guard? On guard <laughs> about our feelings for others. Yes. And I think that's really important. I'll remember one time I went to, there was a prayer meeting at our church and um, I went to the prayer meeting. I really wanted to go to the prayer meeting. Yeah. And the only one there was um, my pastor. And there was no one else. And we sat there for a little bit. And then we're both like, no, yeah, no. If no one else comes, praying especially is such an intimate thing it to is. do. Yeah. And uh, I didn't like have any feelings for him, and I doubt he did for me. Right. However, you don't want to gain them. Exactly. And by being in a position of vulnerability like that, where we're you know, pouring out our hearts, right. it wasn't wise. It could open the door to possibly something. Exactly. But maybe not, but possibly something. Yep. And that so all appearances of evil. Don't walk down that path. And yeah. we both kind of mutually agreed and left. <laughs> so <laughs> that was that. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's, and that comes from verses like this. Just yeah. back away from that far. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be silly Right. And be far away, then, you know, walk to the edge. Dance that that line. Yes, ma'am. No, I hear you. So the last verse says, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. So after all of these fairly heavy warnings, he just reminds us again, like, what is God has called us to more? He's called us to more. And sometimes it's hard, but he wants us to live holy lives. He does. Verse 8 says, Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God. Mm. Whoa. That's a big one. That's a big one. (laughs) Who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So this isn't just Paul being fussy. This is Mm -hmm. God saying, do not do this. So that was clear. That was very clear. And then nine says, but we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other for God himself has taught you to love one another. Hmm. That was really neat. And I love how you, he can see the Holy Spirit working. And yes. he points it out, like, God's already working this out in you. You're already loving others. And that's going to be a comfort for Paul, who's giving so much of himself to go around and be mm-hmm. a missionary to these people, start mm-hmm. these churches. He longs for them, worries for these people, prays over them. 
And he sees growth because God does the growing. He does the increasing. Yes. That's got to be encouraging to Paul. And then he passed on that encouragement to them. Like, hey, he sure did. I see God working in you. <laughs> <laughs> and after that heavy lecture, yeah, it's so nice to think, okay, so he doesn't think we're all doing bad things. <laughs> right. He's just warning us against them. He thinks we actually love well. Yeah. And, and that's reassuring because we can sometimes read into what people say the worst. Oh, yeah. Can't we? The yep. worst motivations. So, That's a really good point. Yeah, so how how clever of Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. to follow up the, the sternness with a, but you love each other so well. But you so love well. each other well. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. So then he kind of expands on it in verse 10. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. I love that. What is that? <laughs> Keep You're doing great. Now do it even more, yeah. right? <laughs> it makes me think of um, when he talks, I think it's in Ephesians where he says, I want you to know the height and width and depth mm. and breadth of God's love for you. You know, the, love is so much bigger than we can even wrap our mind around. Yeah. So we can always learn to do it more. Yeah. We just can't. I don't think we can never love too much. And I don't think love ever depletes us, like serving or mm-hmm. we, like other the, the other spiritual gifts we can mm-hmm. kind of overuse sometimes on our own strengths. Yes. Yes. I don't think we can ever overuse love. No. Ever. It's so <laughs> wonderful. Oh it my is. goodness. <laughs> and then verse 11 <clears throat> says, Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. So I just recently found this verse like two years ago. It's in my quiet time and I'm like, oh, this is a great verse. <laughs> this should be like my motto for life. Like here's God's will for your life. Make it your goal to live a quiet life. Like, oh, that sounds lovely. But if you think about this, like how beautifully simple our lives would be if we did this. If we just live simply, minded our own business, worked with our hands, what God gave us to do, it just would be a much better place. It sure would. Just I love mind that mind yourself. your own business. Yep. We get into trouble when we start minding other people's business. Oh, we do. <laughs> we love minding theirs and not our own more. I don't know why. It's <laughs> so true. And not everybody's happy with us poking into their business. <laughs> no. ah. Oh, it's a great verse. So, and then verse 12 says, then, you know, if we do this, if we do the quiet life, if we mind our own business, yeah. if we work with our hands, then people who are not believers will respect the way you live Mm. and you will not need to depend on others Mm -hmm. you know I always go back to my neighborhood with this because I've I've, it's so silly but I wrote down on this one clean your yard put the trash out pick up the litter don't be needy be a good neighbor you know part of um making it your business to be quiet and just thoughtful mm-hmm. is is um, in your own neighborhood. I want, I don't need to be the fanciest house in the block and trust me, I'm not. <laughs> but the, the yard should be mowed. There shouldn't be, you know, old car parts sitting mm-hmm. all over the front of it. Right. I want to be respectful of my neighbors and just make sure my own little plot mm-hmm. is as it ought to it's be. Well yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it says that you will not need to depend on others. And I don't think that's like you've talked about times and I've talked about times of need where God has provided for us and fellow Christians have blessed us. That's different. Not need to depend on others. I think if we're always 
in other people's business and busy and not doing the work God has given us, mm-hmm. being faithful, we're going to run into some crises and we're mm-hmm. crises, and people are going to feel like they're like, oh, help me, I need this. Oh, help me. And we're going to be the needy people that are right. always running around frantic. And right. God doesn't, that's not a nope. good witness. It is not. We don't no. want to be that. No. Like you said, being a good neighbor, like being able to take care of ourselves and, and help others yes. if they need it. Yes, so, exactly. It's a good exactly. way to live. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there will be times of neediness. You're right. Yeah. But, but we don't want to create them right out of our own silliness. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's a okay. good distinction. All right. Here we go to our questions now. Mm. What was my favorite verse and why? Mm. Well, Nicole, what was your favorite <laughs> verse? Let's see. So mine was verse 11. I really like that one. I think it's a great reminder. Um, and I'll read it again. Make it your goal to live a quiet life minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. Um, it just reminds me to do what God has placed before me. Yes. Eyes to my little furrow, my little row that I'm planting. Stay in Focus. your own lane. Yes, exactly. and not get distracted. Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. Well, I chose verse two. Oh. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus, mostly just because I'm so big on not ever thinking I know the Bible so well I don't have to read it. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? I just need to be reminded. So mm. back to it, back to it, back to it. He teaches me every day. So uh, that was mine. So, I like that. All right. Well, I'll start the question two, which is what did we learn about God from this passage? Well, I, I found three things. Mm. Number one, God values sexual purity. Oh, yeah. He surely does. Yep. <laughs> He's clear. Number two, God asks me to control my body. Mm. I'm told to do it. I know he helps me do it, but but I'm asked to do it. That's yes. the command. Yeah. yeah. And number three, God himself teaches me to love others, mm. which is really good because I could not do it without his help. <laughs> no. We need a really good teacher for that one yes. <laughs> because yes. that one's really hard sometimes. <laughs> oh, goodness. So I got, um, what did I learn? Okay, love each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, that was the last one. Sorry. He works in people's hearts. I like that God changes yes. them. Like He works. We can do all of the best. I'm sure Paul was a wonderful teacher yes. and a wonderful letter writer. We love reading his letters now. But ultimately, God was teaching them to love each other. Yes, he And he, he was. worked in their hearts. So God does the work. I like that. I like that, too. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. What did we learn about living wisely in troubled times? I have to keep coming mm. back to... That's the title of the series. Yes. And and it's so good because so much of what he's talking about, even the sexual sins, mm-hmm. you know, it's every it's every generation apparently, you know. Yeah, even way back then yeah. we thought they were yeah. so much better. But. So we live in troubled times too. What do yeah. we learn about it? So I'll let you start and you kind of cheated and went ahead, but go back I to did, it I again. <laughs> what did you learn about living wisely in troubled yes. times? So love each other. Live a quiet life and mind your own business and do your own work. <laughs> and do your homework. <laughs> do your own work. <laughs> Stick to your own things. Work with your hands what God has given you. So yeah. that verse again, I just keep yeah. going back yeah. to that verse. You know, it, it, it really does make life simpler when you're like, okay, well, what's my next thing? Yeah. Elizabeth Elliot used to say that. Mm. Over, and I have actually been overwhelmed lately because at the recording of this, by the time it's actually aired, we'll be way past the retreat, but we're yeah. recording it before the retreat. And things just keep coming at us. 
business, you know, like my broken printer, which took an entire day to fix and all that. And I just have to remember, just do the next thing. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about all the rest of it. Stay in my lane. Do what God's asked me to do this day. Trust him for tomorrow. Mm. I don't have to, you know, be running around worrying about things that haven't even happened yet. The half of them won't happen. It's you know? true. I know. It's so true. Just behave yourself where you are, Sharon. Yep. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. So um, I I learned um, about living wisely in troubled times. It's easy to do what feels good. And that's kind of the mantra of our culture. Do it feels good. You be you, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. And although in some ways there's truth to that, God made us uniquely and individually, and we are to be the best us we can be, it also can lead to indulgence where there shouldn't be indulgence. We're supposed to be set apart, Mm. holy. We're not supposed to look like everybody else. We're supposed to be the ones that do say no Mm -hmm. gently, that do love ridiculously yeah. to all the things. It reminds me of Romans 12, 1, where Paul says, I urge you, brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. And it's your spiritual form of worship. Mm. Uh, this is how you know God's will, when you offer yourselves to him. Yeah. You know, so living in such a way in troubled times where, where every day I'm in the word and I'm offering myself in the morning. Mm-hmm. Lord, left to myself, you and I both know how that's going to go. So Astray very quickly. <laughs> right. So help me to be a surrendered vessel. Help yeah. me to control my body. Help mm. me to do the hard right thing that I know in the end will bring joy and not sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. So, oh, Paul's so smart. He is. Because he's inspired <laughs> by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you for good advice. Father, I am so grateful for advice I can trust. Lord, you made us, you wired us, you are perfect in every way. What you tell me I can trust. Help us all, Lord, to live wisely, even when the times are troubled. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Paul was very clear and firm on his advice this week, wasn't he? I love God's unmistakable words that tell me how to live wisely. It's good to know what he wants of us. May we all please him in the way we live this week. We'd love to hear from you. Write us anytime at sweetstila.org slash podcast. We would be very grateful for your donation of any amount. You can donate at sweetstila.org slash donations. Write podcast partner on the memo line and get our monthly email newsletter. We love our podcast partners. Come back next week for episode 118, Facing Death with Hope. We may not like talking about death, but it is a reality in every single one of our lives. The uniqueness of the Christian faith is found in how Christians view death and resurrection. Next week, we talk about the sure hope we have in Jesus. See you then. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.